You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. From KMOX Sports, here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! Welcome to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome to the show. Tom Ackerman with you until noon today. No Cardinal baseball today. As you know by now, that Sunday doubleheader has been postponed due to COVID positive tests on the Cardinals and still four inconclusive tests. And we'll get more information. Mike Schilt is going to be along with us in about eight minutes. And John Moselock. The Cardinals president of baseball operations will join us at 1130. Both live interviews, both from the team hotel in Milwaukee, where the team remains self-isolated at this hour. They did have four positive tests, two on Friday and two more were revealed yesterday. So four total, uh, as John Moselock confirmed that, uh, four Three players, one staff member, but then they also have four tests that are inconclusive, three staff members and one player among those. And once we get that information officially, we'll pass that along. BK, we uh, I want to talk some hockey with you here in a moment because it's really a celebratory day for Blues fans as well. Yes, sir. But this is also just the reality of 2020 hitting us again. The virus does not care. Virus will, will find you and uh, and no matter what is happening and sometimes in a protective situation, you will find uh, it will find a way one little uh, moment and it, it can happen. It could happen to us. I mean, we're yeah. sitting here in a studio right now. Now we're socially distanced. Um, it has happened throughout St. Louis and through society. So, and it gets just increasingly frustrating because we, we pretty well know what it's going to take to stop this thing. Other countries have done a very good job with it and we haven't. No, uh, so we have not. So we, here's the situation where we are. Mike Schilt, who, who I have talked to already this morning, is going to join us live. We're not going to keep him very long today. This is not a day where I'm going to start talking about the lineup and the offense and and the pitching and yeah. all this. I mean, but this they're dealing with a very serious situation, and he has agreed to go on live and talk about it. So, And he's in his hotel room, just as everybody else is. The Cardinals are self-isolating right now. John Moselock probably a little more into it at 1130. We'll be able to really dive into some of the, uh, because he is the team's compliance officer. So major league baseball uh, had assigned a compliance officer with every single team. And he is the Cardinals one. So he'll have a lot to discuss and, and we may have more developing news as, as the show goes along. So that's coming up at 1015, Mike Schilt, 1130, John Moselock. 11.05, the IndyCar race in mid-Ohio for next week has been postponed because of coronavirus, but the Indianapolis 500, August 23rd, is still on, and two IndyCar races in St. Louis the following weekend are still on, and we'll talk to Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway at 11.05, and he'll be joined by the general manager of Bomberito Automotive Group, Chuck Wallace. They're the sponsor on it, so I'll be interested to hear their thoughts Heading into that, it's happening this month, so that's coming up on KMOX as well. What's happening today, August 2nd, playoff hockey. I like that. I liked your tweet yesterday, I think, where you <laughs> said, you know, 
When I was growing up, I'd put on roller skates. This was before rollerblades. Mm-hmm. I'd put on roller skates in August in 98-degree heat and play hockey because that's what we did. I was so excited. Yeah. Well, just, here you are, Get Brian. the bug and play in August, and that's fine. And so, yeah, it works out okay. And, you know, we got the weather. It almost feels like spring or fall out there. So. It feels good out there today. Yeah, yeah. So we'll take it. And uh, some fun stuff yesterday. And I was going to start in a row. I was going to yeah. play some golf today, but with yeah. this story and, you know, with the Cardinals and and – Really, just everything happening today. I just want to uh, stay a little closer to it, so won't we'll get out and enjoy the spectacular weather. But you know, we have we all have jobs to do. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I mean, what a day, isn't it? Yeah, it was fun. I and mean, when the first game has a goal and a fight in the first few minutes, you know, it's going to be a fun day. Talking and, about Rangers. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Yesterday. Yeah, Rangers that, and, and yep. Canes. Yeah, they I didn't get fight, to watch right? a lot of that, but I looked up and they're scrapping already. I thought, well, that's good. They're into this anyway. Yeah, you know, heck yeah, they are. And yeah. I, you know, I watched uh, the highlights of. It. I didn't watch the Blackhawks Oilers game, but I watched highlights this morning. And boy, Oilers, man, you know, Connor McDavid scores, the horn goes off, they are all over each other. You know, excited yeah. and celebrating. I guess if you wear those shields, you should probably be okay. I mean, probably protect each other. But again, this is something in sports where you know that's what they're used to doing. Yeah. Well, and but they in the celebrated. Bubble. You know, they're, they're in, in the bubble. A bubble, and so that's probably the only place in the world right now where you can feel pretty safe about things. They celebrated like the crowd was fifteen, twenty thousand strong. I mean, and then the Blackhawks beat them. I don't know what happened there. Boy, they just they just uh, pummeled them. They got him good, six to four. Yeah, and so it the, was what six to two at one point, yeah. or six to one. It's you know it was a it was really a blowout to the the Edmonton scored a couple late goals. The one thing I really liked too was in the Pittsburgh game. I noticed especially where they had you know they got those video boards in the background and they had a bunch of zooms of fans. So like when Pittsburgh would score, you'd see just hundreds of fans up there cheering and and you know on Zoom. And so it was kind of like, hey, the players know we're watching, we're cheering, and I don't know how, I haven't seen any way to get in on that for the Blues game or anything, but it's pretty neat the way they're doing I think I think their staging is, is very well done. I agree. Blues hockey today at 5.30, Fox Sports Midwest. John Kelly and Darren Pang will have the call. They were my guests Thursday on the Garage Happy Hour. They were awesome. Absolutely awesome, and we're going to hear some of that this hour because I told you I'm going to keep Mike Schilt kind of short today. I think we're just going to talk for a segment and then uh, switch over to hockey in this hour, I think is the appropriate thing to do. And so we will have uh, J.K. and Panger. I want you to hear some of that. So James O'Sullivan's going to dial that up for us on the old Facebook machine, uh, which it is live. Right, It's not live, but 44 minutes of it if you want to catch it. Uh, the in its entirety, KMOX Sports Facebook page. But it was great catching up with those guys. It felt so good again just to talk hockey. And I think this team's really good. However, huge, huge challenge today. Colorado yeah. is dynamite, aren't they? Interesting to see, too. Yes, they are, and they're healthy, which they weren't at the end of the uh, the regular season. Interesting to see how intense. Now, the games that were played yesterday, and most of these games are, are best-of-five series, and so these these teams are fighting for their playoff lives. The Blues and, and Avalanche are not. They're just playing for seeding. So we'll see if it has that same intensity as those other games that we saw yesterday. We will see. It'll be at 5.30 today. We'll talk about it this hour. Mike Schilt is coming up next. Brian Kelly, we appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning continues right after this. The following is a special presentation of Sports on a Sunday morning. 
Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. It's 1018, and joining us live from Milwaukee is the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Mike Schilt, on what has been a very difficult weekend for the organization, and his club is his family. And Mike, first and foremost, I just want to thank you very much for agreeing to do the show as scheduled uh, as we normally do. You're welcome, Tom. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. I know this has been a tough time, and, and again, this is your family, and it's something very close to you. So to talk about your baseball family in a, in a difficult time when it deals with health, uh, it is uh, much appreciated, I know, by the fans, but also much respected to allow you to tell us as much as you really can or uh, at this point are, are able to, and that's completely understandable. What we do know are the facts that John Mosellock shared with us that you have four positive COVID cases in the organization. He told us that three of those are players, one staff member. And then the, uh, as of last night, four were inconclusive, uh, one player and three staff members. That's uh, a, not an easy thing I'm sure to go through right now for anybody. No, it's not easy at all. And um, yeah, it is, you know, we are a family and been an organization that's now my 17th year and Many of our players and staff have been together for a lot of those years. And, you know, the positive thing uh, out of this that I can report, thankfully, is that, you know, the people that have, um, you know, tested positive or have pending tests that um, we'd still like to get more conclusive results on, um, everyone is asymptomatic. So, you know, the good news is, is like I said, that, you know, there's people here that um, aren't having any symptoms, feel normal. Um, but clearly have been exposed to, to the virus. And we understand that, and we'll talk to John Mosellock. He's agreed to join us as well at 1130, about a little bit more as we go along today. But the understanding is that uh, two of those positives were sent home by car. Uh, the, the remainder of you are self-isolating at the team hotel still. Isn't that correct? Yes, we're in Milwaukee. We've been at the hotel um, pretty much since we've gotten here. Um, following the protocols we've been tested um twice a day since we've been here and um you know we're doing everybody's continues to do their part to um to follow the instructions but we're fighting a invisible enemy that um you know clearly is pretty unforgiving the protocol was put in place. The team was following guidelines, and uh, things certainly, uh, like you said, the virus uh, doesn't doesn't know or care uh, who you are or where you are. It if if it's going to find you, um, it can do so. And and it is very good news, though, to hear that everyone is asymptomatic at the same time. Uh, protection in place to make sure that uh, this virus doesn't spread. And I, I think that's probably. At this point, the most important thing is to find out who has been exposed to those positives, right? And that's part of that contact tracing, Mike. And then at that point, once you have answers, uh, you can move on and play some baseball. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of different degrees to it. There is a contact tracing protocol program in place. Um, you know, by and large, uh, without getting into specifics, it's, it's worked. Um, you know, the people that have been targeted um, in the contact tracing, unfortunately, some of the same ones that are, have been tested and, and have had positive results. Um, you know, there has been, you know, a one-off or so that, um, you know, makes it clear that, 
you know, um, you're not really sure how, as the, as the country knows, I mean, there's, there's more Intel being taken place. I'm clearly no medical expert. Um, obviously, you know, the, some of the things that are in place work, but nothing's foolproof with this thing. And, um, you know, we'll continue to stay isolated and continue to test until we, uh, get our arms around this. And then uh, up ahead, just to get people information they might not have, is that uh, while today's game is postponed, so is tomorrow's. And then the plan, as I understand it, is four games in three days in Detroit, not coming back because the the travel at this point, you just want to keep everybody together and keep them there. But uh, four games in Detroit, you'd play a doubleheader on Wednesday, and then you'd be the home game for two of those. That's the plan as the moment. You know, we're still in the process of right now. You know, clearly always want to think about the baseball, and that's the fun part, and that's the enjoyable part, um, and that is the plan. And right now we're just making sure we can take care of what's going on in-house so we can execute that plan and be smart and safe and, and um, moving forward to the greater good. Now, out of respect, of course, but also out of the player and staff member, or anybody for that matter's wishes, those people remain private and will remain private as to who tested positive. And I think also something that, and I know you're not on social media, but immediately, and again, this is the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a team that is extremely popular all over the country, uh, but no, no matter who it is, I'm not so sure that... Uh, that it's right, well, I know it's not right, that I saw a lot of speculation running rampant. Now, this starts to happen on social media, but uh, there was a lot of that going on. There was uh, some finger-pointing overall as to who went where. Mike, if if people don't have complete knowledge, uh, should they be making accusations? No, not at all. And, um, you know, listen, um, you know, the word responsibility is the first thing that comes to my mind, and, you know, we're, we have, I can confidently tell you this, um, you know, we've done, had a lot of conversations, a lot of hard conversations, again, a lot of contact tracing. Um, I can speak with, with a high level of confidence that um, our individuals and our organization has been as responsible and has gone above and beyond the protocols that are in place. The fact of the matter is, um, you know, it, with this, being an asymptomatic situation and somebody, you know, getting, getting this virus, um, there's, there's measures that have been in place that have prevented, uh, uh, you know, everyone getting it, but there's nothing that's foolproof that says it can't, it won't or can't spread. And that's effectively what's, what's taken place, um, you know, to the responsibility piece, you know, early in camp, you know, we had some tests that were pending. Um, we had some tests that we didn't get back in time um, early in camp. And based on that, you know, by the letter of the law, we could have still worked out and still um, trained. We didn't. We shut down and um, always will put the players' health at the first and foremost what we're doing. You know, we took that, that day. We moved the next day's workout back. When I'm getting as we've been super responsible. Our players have been responsible. Um, and – what I don't appreciate is, is, you know, and it's very irresponsible, is for people to make some assumptions um, about what what it, what has or hasn't taken place. Um, and, you know, it's just not 
as of this moment in the research we've done, the conversation we had, it's not true. Um, you know, clearly, you know, some things have happened that have allowed this to, to, you know, spread to some degree, but it's not, a, there's, you know, I'm not in the finger pointing business, but I am in the business of, of accepting responsibility and accountability. And, you know, I can easily defend that the group's actions, this is, this is a group that's been responsible for, for a period of time now and, and has a reputation of being responsible. And the fact of the matter is, is, you know, just look at our country and look at the world. This is, this is a, you know, there have been people that have taken this as a more cavalier approach to it and, and, you know, it's spread because of it, but there's people that have done everything they possibly could do or within their rights uh, or within their powers to do and have still been, you know, you know, contracted it and, and, um, and spread it um, in, the, in the asymptomatic parts, the, you know, the, the part that really is the, the most dangerous part. But um, anyway, I'm glad you brought it up. You know, right now we're really mostly concerned about our players and making sure we continue to contain what it is and, and um, do everything we can possibly to test and to take care of each other um, and support each other from a distance um, and, you know, continue to pray that the people that, that have it are, are asymptomatic and we can, they can move forward and we can move forward and eventually get back to playing baseball. I know there's nothing you can do about this because these are the rules in place. You have to self-isolate in your room and so do the players. Uh, but if you're in your hotel room for now, it's been your third day of doing so. That's a long time for somebody whose creature of habit is to get stretched out, to work out. That's, that's something that uh, you, you, don't, you don't ever really plan for, but I know that you've been thinking about constantly. Yeah, that's the part, you know, for, I mean, we're talking about athletes. We're talking about, you mentioned creatures of habit with the staff. Um, you know, you've got guys that, you know, we're just, we're in our rooms. You know, I'm sure people are doing, I know they are doing some, you know, things they can do to keep their bodies moving. And because I think the physical component of moving around is important for your mental component. Um, and, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can to, to, you know, make the best of it and be supportive of each other. But, you know, I think it's, the supporting as hard as is, you know, usually when you're supportive, you can actually go see somebody or, or bring somebody something and, um, you know, or be there for somebody or visit and pick your spirits up, you know, in that way, emotionally and a little bit physically, but, you know, in this scenario, it's, you know, isolations, you know, that's just what it is. You know, you're just, it's just you. And so it's more important than ever that we're sending a supportive message to each other, talking to each other, um, and just, just there for each other as people, um, you know, again, you're sitting in a room and you're staring at four walls, um, and, you know, you get a knock on your door and you get food delivered. Um, you get, you know, you leave to go get a test and you come right back to your room. So, um, it is what it is, you know, we're being as positive as possible. It's a, it's a special group that we'll continue to rely on each other to, to, um, support and get through it. This is where those zooms really come into play, don't they? I'm sure that's helpful as long as as well as just picking up the phone and talking to somebody. A phone call, text, Zoom, the teamwork app, whatever whatever you're using as an organization at least can help you stay connected because this is a this is a hard time and it's also a game that is very high percentage mentally. I mean, of course you need to stay physically fit, but boy mentally you have to be in the right place, don't you? Yeah, I mean, this is a this is one of the things that we love about the game. It, it's one of the challenges of the game because, you know, 
the game is is um is so dedicated to physical and mental um dedic you know toughness and and you know it's a daily you know and i don't like to use the word grind although it is because i enjoy it um and sometimes grind has a little bit of a negative connotation but it's an everyday affair and the the you know, it's one of the most high-level focused sports you can play, and that doesn't minimize any other sports, clearly. But you need to have high-level focus to play any professional sport at the highest level. Um, but just, you know, from a hitting perspective, you know, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do, so your your focus level needs to be as, as high and as, as anything else that, that takes place in athletics. Um, and, you know, the physical dedication to it, so, but now it's just another, another complete level to it because, you know, now there's just so many things that interrupt your ability to do those things that also create distractions um, that, candidly, are, are real. And um, you know, it's hard to, hard to block out some of the things that are taking place. You know, even prior to this, um, our group's done a good job of it. They'll continue a good job of it. Um, you know, we're not looking for any sympathy. Just answering your question that it's a, it's a challenge and it's a challenge we welcome. And, um, but it's, it's definitely that. And, and now the challenge is even greater. And before we get to our sponsored element of the show, and then I'm going to let you go because I really appreciate you taking the time. You could be talking to Yachty or <laughs> player. You're spending time talking to us and the fans. So we really appreciate this in a very important time for you. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment, but one more thing, I, I'm certain that those, FaceTimes with Michelle and the girls uh, lift you for lift you up for a little bit, don't they? Yeah, you know what? That's the key to um, to really life for me is is um, support of your family. You know, you mentioned the Cardinal family a minute ago, and you know we we'll stay together, we'll be together, and then um, you know the connection to you know the most important part of your life. You know, not to minimize you know my Cardinal family because they mean as as you know so so very much to me and. You know, my heart's been a cardinal for so long, and and I uh, love this organization. But you know, having your having your family that you're, you know, that you know, that's uh, you know, now I have a blessing of Michelle and and the girls that um, you know are really you know everything that you 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 know have always wanted, and being able to have their support and connection to them, even though they're not here, is um, is candidly you know, very, very, very important. I know it is. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt with us on his radio show. And before we go, Dolan Memory Care Home sponsors the memorable play of the week. And if you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit dolancare.com. You uh, finished up your series against Pittsburgh a week ago, won two out of three in that series, then went to Minnesota. I'm going to pick your memorable play of the week. There are a lot of good ones uh, uh, throughout that Pirate series. I know it was tough against Minnesota, but... Uh, I like this a lot. Actually, I'm going to play two of them. Here he is, fifth inning, July 28th. And here's a high fly ball, deep center field. It's a gunner. A home run for Tyler O'Neill on a 3-2 pitch from Homer Bailey. The Cardinals are down 6-2. 438 feet off the bat of Tyler O'Neill. Next inning, this always seems to happen after a great offensive play. Numbers pitch. 
Fastball, and that's hit hard toward left field on the run, reaching and tumbling. O'Neill makes the catch and hangs on. Pretty nice day there, although the Cardinals lost the game 6-3. Tyler O'Neill had a good game there, Mike Schilt. Yeah, you know what? Um, two good plays. Tyler's been good in on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, clearly we didn't enjoy the two games and outcomes of the games in Minnesota. Um, but, you know, bullpen was fantastic. You know, nine innings of um, relief, scoreless. Gave us a chance in both games, all you can ask out of them. And then, um, you know, we played really, really good defense. Again, you know, we played a lot of clean, solid baseball. We just, um, you know, ran to a pretty good club, and, and um, they pitched us very tough and weren't able to scratch enough to to um, to get one out of there. Again, that's the Dolan Memory Care Homes memorable play of the week. Mike, thank you very much for the words about your situation and for joining us live from your hotel room in Milwaukee. Good health and safety to the club. Good luck as you make your way to Detroit and embark on a new journey. And we appreciate the time very much. Thanks, Tom. Have a blessed day. You too. There's the Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt, joining us on KMOX. John Mosellock, one hour from now. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Let's shift our attention to a little hockey. John Kelly and Darren Pang, Blues play today at 5.30 against the Avalanche. That's next on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And this is uh, our broadcast crew from Fox Sports Midwest. Look at these guys. I mean, I'm telling you what. We just were talking about this off the air with our producer, Eric Sykes. I did feel really good last night seeing these guys. And welcome John Kelly and Darren Pang to the Garage Happy Hour. I was sitting in my basement. My dogs were wrestling on the floor. And hockey was on TV. I'm like, you know what? I feel normal. I really do. I had a cold beverage in my hand. Blues lost the game, but it didn't count. But it felt good to have you guys back. How are you, JK? First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I feel great, and um, it, it it was awesome to be back. I'll say that. And I had not seen uh, Darren or anyone on our crew since our last game on on March 12th. We flew home to St. Louis, so it was great to reconnect with those guys. Although it was strange, I will admit, to call a hockey game in July, and it's almost August as we know. So. But it's a good kind of strange, and I know Darren is thrilled as well to, to see the Blues back and the NHL back. Yeah, there's no question about that. No question. And, you know, we think back, at, and it's 140 days ago uh, that, uh, you know, John Kelly was sicker than a dog beside me. Uh, I was told that I couldn't go between the benches in Anaheim. Uh, John was really struggling, and, and uh, we had a production meeting in the morning, and we didn't know the extent of it. We just thought that he had a flu bug that was running right around the team, actually, while we were in New York and Dallas. I think Petrangelo couldn't play a game, and our, our players were really got, got hit by this. And then, and then J.K. wasn't feeling good, and um, and sure enough, you know, I'm up in the booth with him, and he flies home, and you know, we find out uh, what, what was it seven or ten days later, J.K. that not only was it pneumonia for you, double pneumonia, but it was or in your lungs, and uh, but also you were positive, and uh, so. It just, it's like, it's surreal, to be quite honest with you, that here we are again and that we're back playing because I, I was not sure that this was going to actually happen. And I credit the NHL and the players for what they did to put this together because I think they've been leaders in the industry. Um, all, res- all due respect to the other leagues, Tom and J.K., I don't think anybody's done it as well or has been as well prepared as, as what this National Hockey League has done. 
Yeah, John, it is so great to see you back. And, and I know that you had a real outpouring of support, didn't you? What was that like uh, to, to feel? It was it was amazing, Tom. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, you have to count your blessings. Number one, I got better. I had, I had great care. Um, but just literally hundreds of people reached out, people I hadn't heard from for years. And, um, you know, it's great. Yeah, you know, the amazing thing is, as Darren said, I had double pneumonia. And I didn't know I had COVID until about 12 days later because back then the tests were taking so long. But it's amazing that Darren didn't get it. Um, the other people on our crew, you know, we flew home. I played cards with some of the guys. Um, you know, I got home with my family. And because I didn't think I had it, I didn't quarantine from my wife or my family. And they all tested negative. So it's, it's a strange disease. It's a, it's a nasty disease. Obviously, a lot of people have died from it. But I'm just so grateful that that I didn't pass it along to anyone that's that's in my family or close to me. J.K., there's no way that that was going to get me. I've got way too much inside that protects me from it. <laughs> Cheers. Right. You, you've got your own antibodies, Panger. <laughs> that's right. A, a great immune system. <laughs> yeah. Well, cheers to you guys, and I love having you on the Garage Happy Hour. This, by the way, is sponsored by Overhead Door Company of St. Louis. Seventy nine ninety five for a tune up to your garage door if you just mentioned the garage happy hour it's a great deal great sponsor great uh, we've had a really great run of shows and it's awesome to have this duo together and uh, last night again going back to that you know i watched the game and it was so enjoyable little did i know what was going on behind the scenes scott warman uh, your great colleague posted some videos on Facebook this morning, and I was watching he, not only what you were doing, but what uh, Dan McLaughlin also does on the Cardinals side. What an operation that is. My goodness, J.K. I mean, that is a – you have monitors, you have uh, all kinds of, of stuff going on, and it, it's different, isn't it? Well, I had never done it. I think Darren had called some games before in the past off a monitor, but we're in a, we're in a giant studio at Channel 9, and we had a, a huge monitor on the wall, a projection screen, and then we had some other uh, smaller TVs. So we just literally called the game off the TV, and Rogers Sportsnet um, produced the game out of Canada. They do an outstanding job. Um, but, Darren, I didn't know what to expect, um, but I, I watched it today, and except for me walking into your shot after the first period when we were on the camera, <laughs> I think it went pretty well. I mean, we're going to get better and more comfortable as the as the games go on. Um, but I apologize, Darren, for doing that because you yes. lost valuable FaceTime last night. I very valuable. Very valuable FaceTime. I, I had a new tie and a new shirt as well. Um, and I was very disappointed with that uh, lack of professionalism from you, John. It's the first time in our 11 years together that you've actually screwed up. So uh, you've had an impeccable record. Impeccable record. And uh, But, again, going back to the studio – um, you know, I've watched the other games. I, I really tried to, to see what, what other broadcasters were going to do. I, I think we're, we're being tested, and I, and I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, as we go along in broadcasting, it's what, all we've done. It's all I've done for 30 years. And I, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's so comfortable to put on a headset and talk about hockey. Um, I thought our staff, Tim Paps and Phil Mollick, are, are two of the best in the business. Um, Dooley Free does our graphics, and we, we've got such a great, great staff at Fox Sports Midwest that are our traveling crew. They're all the time, and I, I just, I, I just think that it was, it was comfortable. It was like having comfy food, you know. And that's, that's the way I felt last night. I felt like, okay, let's get this done. Other than our headset was a different headset that we had. We weren't sure about the audio. 
JK, I listened to it today too. I watched the game and I thought the audio sounded terrific. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I just, I, I thought that uh, everybody did a, a phenomenal job. Hey, we're going to miss some things. You know, there was a couple of times last night where we're not there. And so, uh, but this is the way it is. We're trying our best. Um, I'm happy to say that I did notice that the ice was bad at the 10 minute mark. And after the game, I was happy that Craig Berube said, the ice wasn't very good. And I was like, yes, <laughs> we're thousands, thousands of miles away. But I could tell that that puck just was not very good. It looked slushy and it, and it looked, just looked like there was uh, that, that part of the game was, was too, too bad. And I hope that that improves as this goes along. Yeah, it was in the 80s there in Edmonton. And that led to some poor ice conditions. Darren Pang, John Kelly, Fox Sports Midwest duo calling the game today at 530 Blues and Avalanche. More of our discussion on the way after the break. It's 1046 Sports on a Sunday morning. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Thanks again to Cardinals manager Mike Schilt for joining us this hour. Now more of our conversation, as we did last segment, with John Kelly and Darren Pang, who will call the Blues game today, the round-robin game against Colorado. And I mentioned to them they have the right coach at the right time. Well, I think the best example, guys, was last year um, in Game 3 when the Blues lost the Sharks on the hand pass um, goal that shouldn't have been counted and right after the game he he said forget about it it's over and i think it galvanized the blues in that series and they rolled over the sharks as we know in six so he's a no-nonsense guy i think personally aside from you know injury and hopefully keeping everybody covid free which obviously you have to be concerned about um I, i think the nhl has done the right thing with the bubble but i think the team that is mentally strongest will most likely win this cup. Because if you have certain players on certain teams that get fed up with being in the bubble yeah. and tired of being in the same city with the same routine, all it would take would be for two or three guys to say, I'm out, not literally, but figuratively, then that team won't win. So I think that our coach, Barubi, um, is a great leader. And I think the leadership on the Blues is so strong that I think that they have a good chance to be one of those teams that can go deep and hopefully defend the cup. And, Tom, I'm going to add to this uh, what John was saying. Um, yesterday morning, Mike Caruso, that you've known for years, and, and, our, and our staff with the Blues, they, you know, they put together a little broadcaster's thread. And, like, we had, we had Craig Berube on a Zoom call for, I mean, he, if it wasn't a half an hour, it was, it was pretty close to that. And, and, and it wasn't like we were – it was not a burden to him. It was like, hey, whatever I can do to help out. And I texted him afterwards, and I said, hey, we can't thank you enough. And he's like, sure, anytime, bud. You know, like, that's what we, you know, he's just a good person. And uh, and we had Alex Petrangelo, you know, for, how long was that? I, Petro probably would have stayed for an hour talking yeah. whatever he wanted to talk about. So, you know, we're very fortunate here. The culture over the years, from the alumni to certain coaches to what Doug Armstrong has done, and now having Craig Berube and his staff, we're pretty lucky as broadcasters, Tom. I certainly feel like it's here to stay. I mean, this is a team that is going to be good for a long time, don't you, Panger? I mean, they they just they built it the right way. It's a great blend of veteran players and youth, and there are some players we haven't even seen yet who are going to be very good in this organization. You know, I think uh, when I first joined this organization in two, what was it, two thousand and nine? We went to Sweden, J.K. It was the, yeah. that, that that was the the, the first year. And uh, you know, you don't know a lot about it, but I knew John Davidson extremely well, and I thought that. 
know, that was so great having a guy like that here. And then certain coaches, we, we you know, came and went from Andy Murray uh, to Davis Payne to Ken Hitchcock and, and what have you. But the, the one thing that has been really impressive um, has been the transition from Jarmo Kekalainen, who was so highly touted for his amateur status in the draft, and, and uh, he really got things kick-started. But then when Doug Armstrong went to Bill Armstrong, no relationship, and Bill Armstrong and his staff, they've just done a phenomenal job. Like this, the cupboard keeps getting full, and, and when there's a spot that Doug Armstrong needs to fill up, uh, he makes a trade for Braden Shen. He makes a trade for Jay Bowmeister and re-signs him to deals. He doesn't just make trades and then let them go. Marco Scandella didn't give up very much for Marco Scandella. Bang, signs him to a new extension. We got another player for another four or five years. And and uh, so I think they've done a really good job. We got guys like Scott Perunovic. Uh, Joel Hopper won a gold medal as a goaltender for Team Canada. The list goes on and on. Uh, Mikola played last night. Uh, uh, we're, we're just really, really strong. Jordan Cairo is another player that uh, not only will be a good player, I think he, I think he'll end up being a really exceptional uh, player in the National Hockey League in, in maybe two, three years from now. So it's a pretty good list here for the for the Blues fans going forward. Yeah, they have a lot yeah. of great excitement. And J.K., you know, I think about some players who are growing right before our eyes. How good is Oscar Sundquist? You know, he is just he is you becoming know, the player that you want on your team to win. You know, he's one of my favorites. He's such a likable guy, as Payer knows. Uh, he's just a fun, fun person. Um, I got to know him really well last year when, when I was actually out of my house for a while. We had a bit of a flood at our house here in Kirkwood, and we were, we were at Clayton on the Park, where you are, Payer. That's and, right. Uh, right here. Oscar, Oscar was there, and uh, we would see him a lot. And he's just a likable guy, but... The amazing thing about him, Tom, and I'm sure you know this, but when he came from Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, he didn't play very well for the Blues. He wasn't very effective. And then over the summer a couple of years ago, he got in better shape and he worked on his skating. And that made all the difference in the world. And and last year, um, he was such an impactful player, especially down the stretch into the playoffs. And how good was his line with Barbashev and Steen? I, I don't think the Blues, there's any question, they don't win the Cup. If that line is not put together, number one, and they don't play the way they play, especially in the last two rounds, they were an amazing line for the Blues for most of the playoffs. John yeah, Kelly, no who will have it. the you call know, think- today on Fox Sports Midwest, part of my garage happy hour right there. The Blues and the Avalanche today at 5.30. If you want to see or hear the full conversation, you can just go to our Facebook page at KMOX Sports, and it's all right there. Really a lot of fun to catch up with those two guys. By the way, we also talk about Vladimir Tarasenko in that conversation. Uh, Vladdy was back at practice yesterday, took a what they call a maintenance day on Friday. So just to get himself back up up to speed. Uh, they think that uh, everyone's going to be available today. Not Vinny Dunn, probably. Um, he's missed a little too much time. He's he's doing fine, but he's missed some time. Uh, but otherwise, everybody else should be ready to go for today's game. Blues and Avs. I mean, it's a game that counts. Now, it's a round-robin game, and it will determine seeding, but we'll see how the Blues look. They don't look very good against the Blackhawks in an exhibition game. We'll see how their legs uh, look under them this time as they come out against a very quick Avalanche team, no doubt. The Blues, the more physical team. So it's a fascinating matchup between those two right out of the gate. When we come back, we will talk motorsports with Chris Blair. We have John Mosellock live at 1130 and a whole lot more on Sports on a Sunday Morning. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.